Hello and welcome to Dvorak Horowitz Unplugged, an hour-long discussion of activity in the financial markets around the world featuring columnist John C. Dvorak and money manager Andrew Horowitz. This conversation is casual and unrehearsed. Let's join John and Andrew now. I'm John C. Dvorak. And I'm Andrew Horowitz. And it's the 6th of February in a leap year. This is an extra day this month. What are you going to do? I am going to get up in the morning and do clips for the No Agenda show. You know, it's like it could be, we just had Groundhog Day. I feel like we've just had it twice. <laughs> Got to get that recorder going. Anyway, big week. Boy, it's a big week. We had some incredible moves on some of the very biggest, biggest of big names. And, I mean, you know, you look at the, the earnings on Amazon that you saw, and, 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 you know, you combine that with all the things we saw from Microsoft and talk about AI and all that. It was really kind of cool. Apple. Uh, declined a little bit on the earnings, deservedly so. Amazon was a big 8%. Meta, formerly known as Prince, or formerly known as Facebook, gained Facebook. 20% in a single yeah. session. And I think rocking. I think Zuckerberg made like $20 billion or something. Yeah, well, it's a pace for the apology. Yeah. Oh, that, did you see that apology? Oh, it's embarrassing. That Was, was he like a little boy that just... Like like, peed on the on, on somebody's pillow or something. He's just like so. I don't know how you know that it was. Squirmy. It was shameful that they made him do that. That was terrible. They flew the people in and they just did, did it to embarrass him. Now it's possible they did it to embarrass him on purpose because he gives his money to the Democrats and that was a Republican that had him do it. Um. So it was like, it was very it's like maybe you should give us some money sometime. You got plenty of it. The, the, but the way let's just set the stage for this. I know this is kind of a little bit off what we're talking about, generally speaking. But during this congressional testimony, this inquisition of sorts, there was a bunch of people where there was uh, uh, parties that were harmed, particularly parties that were underage uh, youth. And uh, with with regard to. Things that happen on Facebook, Instagram, you know, social media, right? Was that is that the right setup? Yeah, social media. It's a it's a fundamental problem with social media. So they were in the room, and and they were the, these were people that were directly harmed, f or their children from Facebook. It was a horrible, a lot of bad things, right? Probably and, mostly Instagram, I'm guessing. And, but and, yeah. And, and the during this presentation, the 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 uh, speaker, the the questioner, said to Zuckerberg, Josh Hawley. Do you want, have you apologized to the people for what you've done? What? You know, they're here. <laughs> Why don't you apologize now? Can you do that? And and Zuckerberg basically stood up, slumped over, right? And kind of in this, and, and this is the first time that I think that people thought he was human. He actually gave a very heartfelt apology, I thought. Yeah, he did a good job. Yeah, but it was it was, but it was still stupid. Juvenile, and he shouldn't have uh, been forced to do it because it was it was a uh, theater and it was uh, totally. embarrassing. It was very embarrassing. It was but very, again, you know, it's possible. It's just a message. The hey, you know, you got the money, you uh, you helped uh, ruin the Wisconsin results with your Zuck Bucks four hundred million dollars. They think uh, that got Trump not elected in twenty sixteen or twenty twenty. And uh, maybe, you know, this is going to be your future uh, if, being humiliated if you don't snap, you know, 
share the wealth. Hmm. That's my only guess. The only possibility. Uh, It was terrible. Well, nonetheless, he had the last laugh uh, because his his net worth a day day or so later. 20 billion more. (laughs) Just a few days later. I guess probably he knew he had good earnings. He's like, ah, what the hell? I could do this. You know, I know, although I'm going to feel like crap right now. You have to know he had, knew he had good earnings. So he figured he'd do this and he'd look, you know, and then he could say with the apology that made this stock go up. Right. Exactly. It could be. (laughs) Who knows? (laughs) We saw the regional banks, some of the ones get really hurt pretty badly. I mean, we saw New York Community Bank Corp drop by 75% or so in a week after they came out with earnings. And um, I think you've been following this, but this is. A big concern about finally the the shoe has dropped, right? When when is the commercial real estate or the CRE called CRE? You, know, you got to come up. You have to have an acronym, or it's not real. So when is the CRE going to, uh, you know, be? When are we going to see that the the shoe is going to drop from all these empty offices, rents that I aren't being? They, I I thought in New York that they were going to take all those empty offices and boarded up storefronts and everything else and put homeless in there and put in the migrants. Yeah. And, play, and, and get make paid. pickleball, big pickleball stadiums. Yeah. Or pay, <laughs> make a pickleball place and get paid <laughs> and make money that way. I yeah. mean, it's just, it's not within the realm of possibilities. It was either going to be that, or it was going to be an Amazon warehouse delivery facility. That was something yeah, they were going to do. Right. Yeah. So. I don't know. There's a lot of thoughts. It just none of this Sounds materialized. Like mismanagement to me. This bank is in trouble. Well, the bank has had a, a very highly concentrated, and there's there, that is the narrative that is going around. Keep your ears open for this. The narrative of, I'll give you the word. It's another one that we. I don't think I've ever brought this word up, but sometimes you'll hear it, and it idiosyncratic. It's an yeah. idiosyncratic event, meaning it's really. Once in a lifetime. On this particular bank. Yeah. Versus a systemic, systematic. Um, When they say idiosyncratic, which is, you're going to hear that. You're going to hear that word a lot. Oh, this is an idiosyncratic event that is really focused on this particular bank because it's concentration in the New York City area, commercial real estate. And uh, that is unlike many of the others. Now, this bank was the one that uh, picked up Signature Bank. And oh, oh, that's yes, interesting. Yes, this is the one that got the sweetheart deal of essentially, essentially buying the assets and not taking on any liabilities. And then they also just bought Flagstaff Bank, I think it is, um, it, which is out of Michigan, Flagstar Bank. So they 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 absorbed uh, Signature Bank. They got a they merged with Flagstar Bank. Now they whacked their dividend by about uh, I think the dividend was. Uh, 20 cents, they took it down to 5 cents. And now, again, this is a one-off everybody's talking about right now. We'll see. We'll see how it plays. What else happened last week? Let's see. Uh, Shake up a Morgan Stanley we'll talk about. And uh, AI-induced euphoria. Is that a thing? Market is kind of like fully intoxicated on this AI anything. There was an interview. Blockchain. Yeah. This is an interview. So the two things that CNBC could talk about, AI and the Fed. That's it. And Caterpillar comes out with the earnings. The first thing is, oh, so how are you making AI work? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, <laughs> what? Yeah. You think that, you know, Hormel, do you think that AI will help uh, spam uh, gain traction in the United States? I don't know. It's just very bizarre. 
Powell came out last week. Uh, he had his rate decision last Wednesday after the two-day meeting on Tuesday and Wednesday of last week. Powell came out with a, I thought, a relatively hawkish stance. Marcus didn't like it at all at first. Then they're like, eh, okay, thank you. Then he came out with a commentary this weekend on 60 Minutes on Sunday and said pretty much the same thing. We can be patient. We can wait. We don't have to worry about the, you know, worry about cutting too fast because the economy is doing really well. And really, we have a lot of built-in buffer here. So where most had thought that there was going to be a significant amount of, of overall uh Seven cuts. We came into this year expecting seven cuts, John. Yes. With the, I remember from last year, they, that was the anticipated uh, uh, year uh, ma- roadmap. Seven cuts. Right. It's yeah, like, we're going to get two. Yeah, right. It's like getting up in the morning and saying, you know, I'm going to I'm gonna go. I'm, I never did it before, but I'm going to five. I'm going to run five miles this morning. Full pace. It was, or like making a to-do list of seven items. Yeah. You, just, you don't get them done. Maybe, you get any of them done. Maybe two, maybe. Maybe you check off the fact that you wrote a to-do list. That was one of the items. Having things that are mixed in. We saw a huge employment side to the upside that also brought markets to a, a screeching a halt of, of recognition that things are a lot better that are being led on to. There are some areas that are problematic. We're seeing credit card delinquencies tick up substantially. That's a red flag warning sign. We're seeing these banking issues. But again, that's due to a combination of factors and higher interest rates that recently came due to the fact that the economy is doing a bit better. So on the other side though, again, markets, markets cared for a little while on that. Then, then they kind of just said, ah, come on, let's go buy again. Let's go buy some more NVIDIA. What the hell? You can't have enough, <laughs> can't have enough NVIDIA in my portfolio. Um, and then, and then, and then what happened was those two major issues Powell's hawkish stance, a very significant employment report surprise to the upside 300 and I think it was 380,000 new jobs were added. And the last couple of months were revised higher in the total number of hires, total number of employees. So then, then so here's, here's how things, this is how you know the mood of the market. And it's important to understand the mood so you can invest accordingly. Not fight it. Meta comes out with earnings, and it was great. And markets were like, oh, my God, that's just going to make us all happy. Just buy everything out there. So discounted or actually not even discounted, threw away Powell's hawkishness, threw away the really good numbers from the the, uh, the employment numbers, and just focused in on the earnings, which is important, uh, very important. Uh, focused in on the earnings from from Facebook and just just ran it. New highs. Yeah, well. And the last thing is China. China. China's getting whacked on the head by Trump, saying, hey, you know what? We think uh, let's push the margins up to the, 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 the tariffs up to, I don't know, maybe 60%. Damn Chinese. So China's economy has been struggling. Their stock market's in the toilet. We know that, right? Yeah, it's not doing well. They keep coming out over the weekends with various. So their solution things. is to stop short trading, stop short trading, and come up with a lot of lip service. Well, over night yesterday, they said we are going to be very supportive, and they started actually buying into the markets. 
and it was seen very clearly, and their stock market was up 5%. Still a long way to go. Which is a lot for a, yeah, it's a lot, though, for one day in a tremendous broad-based stock market. Yeah. But everybody's excited because there's so many shorts. You know, once you stop, once you start short, stopping short selling, everybody's like, well, they're good. We're going to get out or short. That's the first way you start getting Maybe that was the whole out. idea. Yeah, of course it is. It, it creates a short squeeze without. Correct. It's just a fake. It's a fake short squeeze. Right. Exactly. And this is exactly That's what happened. Yeah. I never thought about that. That's pretty funny. This has happened several different times. We, we stopped in the United States. We stopped the. Do you remember? Do you remember when we, we we did the the, the short squeeze all the the um not short squeeze we we stopped the short selling also on on bank shares back in two thousand two thousand nine. No, I don't remember this, but I can see where it's a useful tool to just say, oh no, you can't do that anymore, and make everyone get out of shorts. That would that's an artificial way of pushing up the stocks, and then saying, okay, you can short again. Yeah, it takes a little while for it to flow through. But yeah, then it turns you, around. Yeah, give it six months. Mm-hmm. So at yeah, first, though, people say, well, like, oh. maybe that was a mistake. You can short again. Uh, maybe the Chinese are, are up to that same trick. It's a good trick now that I think about it. It, it. it makes all the sense in the world. But markets don't like it initially because they realize there's something very wrong. They, they realize that it's like buybacks, a scam. It's financial engineering. But but when the government does that kind of thing, it, it changes the dynamic of what is really a free capital market. Yeah, you mean like uh, quantitative easing did? Yeah, they, what, you know, you, there you you have these things, these powerful, these powerful uh, bodies that put all sorts of conditions on what's happening, skewing the valuation and and inability to really do price discovery on. On 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 items, whether it's an asset, is a bond, or it's a, a stock, or whatever it is, it it warps it dramatically. So let's talk about the employment report. Much hotter than anticipated. Treasury yields in the U.S. dollar spiked. Unemployment rate stuck at three point seven. Now remember, there were some questions that were asked to me recently, and I think you and I have been talking about it forever. But I was always very skeptical about we are. That number one, we have inflation licked. Number two, <laughs> that the no Fed mistake. is going to cut five, six, seven times this year. And that we are just amazingly in a no landing situation, soft landing situation. Unemployment stuck at 3.7%. It expected to tick up to 3.8. And here is a great analysis by briefing.com. The report, they said the, the report is not likely to persuade the FOMC to cut rally, uh, rates as soon or as much as the market had hoped. As a result, the Fed Fund's futures market repriced the probability of a 25 basis point cut in March to 20%, still there, from 38% before it and 47% a week ago. And the probability of a 25 basis cut at the May FOMC meeting has been reduced to 74% from 93%, which is a relative certainty. So that kind of spooked markets. Rates came up higher. Then markets turned around and was all happy looking at, ah, oh, that's great. You know, actually the economy's in good shape and we have great meta earnings, so let's buy, 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 buy. It's Friday. What the hell? What could happen over the weekend? 
<laughs> so there you go. Um, now, the Chicago Fed President Austin Goolsby, it's a Friday, he said that while the January job report was impressive on the surface, underlying details were not as strong. He said the headline number was almost breathtaking. He said in an interview on the PBS NewsHour. He said, but if you peel back the onion a little bit, it's not as strong as the headline number advertises, but it's still very strong. In particular, he noted that the hours worked fell 0.2% last month, despite the jump in new jobs. So, what a crock mm. of crap. Yeah, it sounds like it. Reaching for a reason to find out that maybe, oh, you know what? It's the to rationalize and to give yourself a pat on the back that you're on the right track. You know, we, we saw that several others came out and said, you know, this doesn't really change anything. Some said it did. Um, the guy from California, a little bold fella, he was the assistant treasurer, um, Neil Kashkari. Neil Kashgari came out and said, you know, he was he was actually interesting. He was extraordinarily dovish for years. To the point of being the furthest on the outside of any of the of the Fed speakers. And now he's exactly the opposite. Basically saying that, come on, wake up. Are you kidding me? If anything, we're leaning towards rate hikes. Yeah. I was watching CNBC today and there were some guy, they brought one guy on and they were all, all over him for saying, well, you know, I think there's going to be a rate hike before the end of the year. That's it. And Last I'm time he'll be on. Yeah. And I'm thinking back. during an election year, you really think so? Are you being honest? Uh, then I thought to myself, what if Powell's actually secretly a Republican? Powell is how you what what and what, what, what does that come into anything? What if he puts a forces a rake height just to screw up the economy to get more votes for Trump? Mm, I don't know. You think? Well, just was a thought. No, I, mean, I don't think that's what's going to happen at all. I think there's going to be no. It's going to be minor. Nothing's going to happen, and they're not going to try to make the economy part of the election. Mm -hmm. I agree. That's what they try to do. They start. They start. If the Fed starts getting very political, uh, I mean, we've had a nice run of the last couple of three years that we didn't have the president yelling at the Fed constantly and blaming the Fed for anything. That was Trump. Trump did that. Yeah, I know that was his trick. Trick. Did it work? I don't know if it worked. Well, it didn't work to get him reelected, that's for sure, but that's, that was another problem. Well, what do you mean? He was really, he was. He was the landslide winner. Come on, move on. All right, Amazon. <laughs> Amazon. Blow out numbers from Amazon. You could have known that. Just watch what my wife is doing. You would have known that. It was easy to see. Although, she has more returns than she has actual purchases. D does that happen by you? No. My wife, when something comes to the door, is an Amazon truck. The guy walks up to the door and says, here's your returns. What is she buying and returning stuff so much for? Is she buying she, clothes? She buys some clothing and she says, this is not the color it looked like on the thing. And I'm like. Oh, yeah. If you're buying clothes and shoes and things, I, I can see that. But I, I just buy hardware. Yeah, exactly. Stuff that is color agnostic. 
Yeah, I buy like uh, whatever I buy. A hammer. It's, it doesn't matter if it's green or orange. Stuff like, but stuff that doesn't, you know, I'm not thinking of returning ever. I mean, I bought I bought some water shoes the other day, but I got two sizes because I wasn't sure. So I sent one back. That's not unreasonable. Wait, you bought what? Water shoes. Water shoes and you only sent one back? What'd you do with the other one? Oh, come on. Ah, ha, ha, ha. I bought two pairs and I sent one pair back. Silly. But... Those kind of things. I don't see how they make money on that, on the, the stuff that gets returned a lot. I don't either. They got to stop doing that. Well, you, then you can't buy. I mean, it makes it so much easier to buy, and most people probably end up keeping either way. But my wife, they know her. When they walk into the UPS, oh, hey, nice to see you today. I'm not kidding. It's unbelievable. It's piles of returns. My wife has become, the back room is like is like a, a packaging facility. You know, you got the, the tape gun and you got all this stuff going on. Seriously. <laughs> it's crazy. Amazon. Yeah, this uh, is something to do. <laughs> earnings per share, dollar versus 80 cents, which was the expected revenue. Listen to this number. I mean, we know that they're selling stuff. I get that. It's not a service business per se, although some of it is. Revenue, $170 billion for the quarter. Wow. Expectations were... For 166 billion. So, in other words, just to clarify this and keep it round numbers, they did better by four billion dollars for the quarter. Okay, I just want to make sure we're all clear on this for a second. Think through this. Four billion dollars in a quarter. If a company had revenue of that, any company, any board of directors would be very happy. And that's what they beat by. Amazon Web Services did 24. Point Two billion, which was expected. Advertising, fourteen point seven billion versus fourteen point two billion. I'll, uh, the advertising on Amazon. I'm not sure. I'm totally as a consumer loving that whole thing. I worry that the the advertisers can say what they want and be on there, and we don't get a full and and an independent view of the product. Do you follow what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. But that's something. Uh, Amazon said first quarter sales will be between 138 to 143 billion, representing growth of 8% to 13%. Analysts were expecting 142 billion. Stock was up like 8%, which is enormous. Yeah, for a big stock like that. Now put it put it into perspective when we look at you know some of the other companies out there. Um do I have the totals here? Let's see if I have the totals. I don't know if I have the totals in the other ones. Uh, mm. Meta. Let's talk about that. I don't have the same revenue comparisons. Meta platforms, or the uh, originally known as Facebook, beat by fifty-one cents. Beats on revenue guides. Q one revs above consensus. I think there was somebody out there that couldn't think that Meta could get past four hundred dollars per share. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. And again, I don't know why you'd think that, but that's what happened. Yep, yeah. and uh, it did. Fiscal year 2024 total expenses guidance unchanged at 94 to 99 billion. Round number, you know, we'll kind of deal with it. $100 billion of total expenses. The CapEd's guidance, this was got what got NVIDIA excited and some of the other technology names out there on this earnings report was that the CapEx guidance of it's again wide of 30 to 37 billion dollars was up two billion dollars at the high end. So 
One of the things that happened is they stopped spending. But the icing on the cake, why the stock went bananas, was because they initiated a quarterly dividend of 50 cents a share and announced a $50 billion increase to the share repurchase program. Stock goes up 21%. Yeah, that'll jack things up. So you get two bucks in dividend on it, which is not nothing. It's a nice little payday for for Zuck. On my shares, I'll give you a little bit of a little little taste every uh, quarter. So... Pretty impressive numbers, to be honest with you. Very impressive. This is without all the AI nonsense. It's not even there yet. Well, no, I actually am. Or Amazon. Uh, Facebook is taking a completely different tact with AI. And they're getting praise for it. What are they doing? They have take, They have an AI product that's built into their whole system. and But they're making it quasi open source and re- giving the source code out to everybody to do what you want with it. Hmm. And there's not, they're not going to lock it down. And so, uh, unlike, you know, chat GPT and the Microsoft and all the, everybody else who wants to, you know, keep them kind of closed, you, you can do certain things with it, but you can't, it's not just wide open. And so this is supposedly just wide open and they just do what you want with it, uh, kind of thing. And which is different. Mm-hmm. And, uh, cause it's totally do what you want, not here is kind of do what you want, which is the rest of them. So they're also coming out with something I read today about an AI utilizing AI. So the AI that they're going to utilize is to uncover deep fakes and AI created faces, let's say, of parties that were created by actors out there that are trying to fake people, particularly with regard to political advertising and things of that nature. Oh, yeah, that's coming. So they want to uncover that because in, in they were saying that what back in- What goods are going to do? I don't know. So, I'm seeing so more and more say, of that, though. Let's say somebody, the problem with it is that I think they're kind of missing the point is that if you do a deep fake of some funny situation with a, with a uh, celebrity, even though that's illegal, by the way, you can't use a celebrity, even if it's a fake image, you can't use a celebrity's image to do advertising without paying them a commission even if it's fake, but that's okay. Uh, this will all be done underground. It'll be done by uh, mm-hmm. vandals and it's going to be uh, some her, her hilarious fake. <laughs> and then they're going to say, this is a fake. Then someone's going to discover it, but it's too late. The, the, the hilarity and the, 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 the impulses or whatever it's created in your brain as, as hilarious is there to stay. It's just like, it's not going to do anybody any good to unveil that it was a fake when people probably suspected it was to begin with. This is like the Taylor Swift dirty images, so to speak. Oh my God. So I decided to, uh, I kind of mentioned this on the no agenda show every Thursday and Sunday. So I uh, went and dug, I decided finally to look up the Taylor Swift images because oh. I know they were taken off of Twitter. Mm-hmm. So you can do a search on DuckDuckGo mm-hmm. uh, and you the search would be fake Taylor Swift AI images. And you could add anything you want to that if you want to make it more. Uh, thousands and thousands of images that have been created by these people, <laughs> these jokers. And it's like, holy mackerel. Uh, she's never on the same body twice, but that's beside the point. 
but it's just, it's pretty lewd. Pretty lewd. Hmm. She's got a head on there and people do this because. I mean, you could have always done this with Photoshop. You can always. Sure. With somebody's heads. But there, this is like an, enor an enormous number. You can't do mass production like this. The AI allows for mass production of lewd images of Taylor Swift. What kind of people? I, I, I know what kind of people. What kind of people? They're the people in the computer industry that are the kind of smart. They have nothing else to do? Yeah, they get exactly. They nothing got to do. Their, their kids and they, or even young adults, and they got nothing else to do, and they have an insight on how to do this easily and quickly. They're not wasting that much time on it because they, they know how to do it fast. They're not going to sit in there for days. And they crank these things out, and once they get a, how to, a clue how to prompt the AI engine correctly, they can crank all this stuff out, and then they post it. <laughs> and then they run for cover. Wow. That's pretty yeah. wild. And this is the future. We have, we're stuck oh, with this. Oh, great. Can't wait. Can't wait. We don't know what's what and what's real anymore. So first we have fake news. Then we have alternative facts. And now we have just a blast of nothingness. Nothing yeah, is, we don't even know genuine, what's. This is genuinely fake. I mean, it's got, it's just, and it, it's most of the time you can tell, but because you can tell today doesn't mean you can tell tomorrow. I mean, it, it's going to get ridiculously good. Hmm. Oh, well. So you have to quit everything you see. If you see something, you should just say something to yourself, which see is- See something, is, say is something. Oh, wait, you should patent that. See, see yeah, something, say tried. something. I like it. If you see something, you should say something to yourself. Mm -hmm. This is a bogus image. No matter what it is, even if it's a real image, everything should be considered bogus now. So do we now start going backwards? Do we start getting less technology? You know, do we start to a point of- that technology is bad. It's 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 gone over the edge of helpfulness. Well, that's and, never going to happen. And it's now time-consuming waste of our brain matter. Even trying. When has that not been the case? It's always been a time-consuming waste. I suppose. Once the internet showed up, how everybody is so much more productive now. Can you imagine if we actually didn't do all the things that were time wasters? How much more productivity we, productive we'd be? Oh, now, it'd be unbelievable. Now we get to do both. Oh, Wait, the stock market be at a hundred thousand. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Apple speaking about stocks moving headline Apple. So I went in, I was at a store yesterday. I had an hour to kill. And an the, Apple we're, store. We're, I was in Apple store. I had an hour to kill between a meeting and uh, I didn't, I felt like I, I had enough uh, of, of creating fake Taylor Swift porn. And I, I went over the store and there was basically nobody in the store, by the way. There's a pretty busy place. It was, it was maybe 10 people in the store. And in the middle there's of the nobody store- nobody in there, you said? Nobody. And in the middle of the store, I mean, there was 10 people. In the middle of the Have store- Have you ever been to a Microsoft store? No. There's nobody in there at all? No, no not really. Yeah. Um, and in the middle of the two new headsets, right? The Vision Pros that are sitting right yeah. in the middle. And I'm like, oh, you know, it looks like uh, nothing's going on here. So I walked up to him, hi there. I said, uh, I heard you guys do demos of these. I'd really like to try one on and see what it does. Do you have a reservation? I'm like, this is like when you walk into a restaurant. <laughs> it's empty. I'm like, do you have a reservation, sir? I'm like, uh, no. Does that mean I can't yeah. get a table in your empty restaurant? You know? 
I can't get a table in your empty restaurant. <laughs> so there's nobody in the store and nobody's using the headset. Nobody's using the headset. They're looking at. Nope. They're not, nobody's looking it's at. Sitting nobody's right at, there. Sitting right there. Nobody's at that table. Nobody's at the yeah. table. Yeah. I think most of the people are probably just stealing Wi-Fi, by the way. But so I said, well, could you think? And now, now they huddle up. A couple of them get together. Oh, well, this guy wants to do the uh, the headset demo. You know, we have. I said, I'm only here for a couple of hours. To be honest, I'm flying out tomorrow. Okay. So. I said, uh, how about Thursday? I'm like, I, ha, you want me, should, I, should I fly back <laughs> to the store and do the demo Thursday, do you think? I said, if you can do it now, I could. Oh, no. Mm, no, we don't have any availability. This thing is sitting there. Two of them sitting there. Nobody there. The only thing I could think of in their defense is maybe there's only certain people that could do the demo and that wasn't their time or day. Well, I th I think there's another alternative, which is the demo's not done there. It's done in the back. No. Oh. Where they actually have one hooked up properly. Oh. That's possible. Because yeah, these are expensive units in the 3,000. So I didn't do it. I'll do it one of these days. 500 Let's get that number right. Yeah. Apple did beat earnings by eight cents. Beats on revenues. iPhones and services beat also. China revenue declined 13%. The magic words that were said... CEO Tim Cook thinks there's a huge opportunity for Apple on AI, but he does not want to get ahead of things. But what? at least he said it. What do you mean Apple on AI? What is he talking about? I, I don't know. I mean, Apple, he just threw AI out there to try to jerk up the stock? Something. But, you know, uh, when we think about Apple, we think about uh, AI. And uh, in other news, what, what, what? I mean, they have AI already. Their, their Siri is AI. I would consider that AI. Wouldn't you? I guess. If that's not considered AI, I don't know what is. I mean, maybe it's not what you think of as a chat GPT and all that, but it is a, it's a way of getting information through interface of verbal. I mean, I don't know. No, I don't think of it. Well, turn on the lights, do this, do that with the Apple home kit. Same as Alexa. Well, they could say that all of it's AI. I mean, it doesn't take much. I was reading something today where somebody was saying, well, we got so much AI and this. Uh, they were going on, I think it, was, it wasn't Microsoft, but it was somebody like Microsoft saying, oh, we have AI in our word processor. It does it automatically fills in the word, which has been going on for 20 years. Mm -hmm. It does spell check on the fly, which has been going on for 20 years. Mm -hmm. uh, and th th none of this to me is AI. It's just it's predicti lookups. predictive computing. You know, so anyway, it's predicted uh, by algorithms, not by anything that's special. But isn't that all AI is? I mean, do we actually actually? Well, think that's that, the problem. Well, the, the AI, everybody's thinking AI, of, so AI is right. supposed to be thinking on its own. Is it what's the word? Sentient. Sentient. Yeah, sentient would be. That's what the thought is on AI, right? The real, the real AI. It thinks for the computer thinks for itself. Mm -hmm. right. Well, that's not spell check, right? But they did report uh, iPhone revenues of $69.7 billion right on the button. They did 65.8 last year. So they were up a little bit. Actually, um, they were up $2 billion on revenue. But they were talking about uh, the revenue. Some of the sales were down. There was like a bunch of things that weren't great. China revenue was $20.8 billion, but, you know, down $3 billion from where the expectation, uh, from where it was left excuse me, last year, and where expectations were. Not not a good report. Not a good report. 
in my opinion. And this is on the heels of not a good report, not a good report, not a good report. Stock is still in the 180s. Yeah. Deserves to be a lot lower, my opinion. I think so. Yeah. In fact, on the game, I have it short. Yeah. That's correct. How are you doing on that? Let's see. Let's take a look. It's not doing well. Apple short. It said 180. I think I shorted it at 181. 181. Yep. You're off by uh, seven points. Well, that sucks. All right, let's keep but going. I, think, I still think we're bouncing around the top. Yep. All right, let's the Chinese thing is not going. It's not going away. I mean, that loss of three billion is going to. It has to be. I mean, they're still making these phones in China. Most of them. That I, as far as I know. Yeah. Am I wrong there? No, you're right. You're right. Well, they've got the the chips in there. That they won't. That no one will sell to the Chinese companies. I think China can just put the. I think this is the risk. Seems to me. That China can just say to Foxconn, uh, "Give us those chips," or close them down, or or buy. Well, they could do that, obviously, but they could say, "Give us those chips, or buy twice as many chips, so we can have half of them." Oh, because we need chips, because we're we've been embargoed. We can't get the chips we need. That's why Huawei, which was positioned to become the number one smartphone maker in the world, has dropped out of the out of the running. But this weighs around all this. Did you watch the Bloomberg special on the shadow oil market? If you haven't, I, I highly recommend it. You know, showing how once we shut down Russia's oil, none of it was shut down. None of it was shut down. No. We, we turn a blind eye to the way that there's too much money involved. Exactly. In, the, in so far as just pure cash flow in the international monetary system. You can't do it. It won't. It, and it's not going to. It's not going to. It's not going to agree to be done. Right. But yeah, there's ways of, of going a gray market for uh, these chips, obviously, but not to the extent that they need them. At least from what I can tell, or Huawei wouldn't be uh, pounding, you know, the uh, bottom of the barrel there to try to make phones. And why is that the only company that has the bans? No, it's not the only company. All the companies have been, but for some reason, Huawei got hit the hardest because yeah, they, they were they had to, exactly. growing the fastest. Maybe. AMD came out with, well, actually, first, Apple ended their Samsung electro Electronics 12-year run uh, as a relationship um, where, that's a relationship, the 12-year run where uh, Samsung Electronics uh, was the largest seller of smartphone phones. So... They are now the number one seller of smartphones, Apple. Yeah, I find that weird. Well, the one thing is because people are not buying in China because the economy's in the toilet. And as such, this will turn around. This will turn around again. No, maybe. AMD earnings came I don't out. See, by the way, I want to mention something. Yeah. I think I mentioned it before. I'll mention it again. The, fold, the newest foldable Samsung phone that folds in half your it's son has this, right? Dynamite. Your son has this. It's yes, my son has one. It's a dynamite product, and Apple is way behind on on its technology. It can make a touch screen uh, laptop. How many years is that going to take? Forever. It's been going on for a decade, uh, and they can't do a folding uh, folding phone. We can't take anything away from this company, but there are some peculiar things that they do. It seems like some of it is. Some some of the things that they do are almost out of fear. Would you would you would you agree with that? 
Well, yeah. Most of these big, when you get to be that size, you always operate out of fear. If we do, if we do a touchscreen laptop, nobody's going to buy the iPad. Nobody's going to buy it. You know, just freaking out. That could be the only reason why this, they're doing it. Well, that, because no one will buy the iPad if yeah, they buy a touchscreen. Sure. Yeah. I don't think so. I, 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 that's bad logic. Why? Why have that? Okay, then tell me. Why don't they have a touchscreen uh, laptop? It's got to be well, something. It's possible that the logic you uh, elucidated is exactly what they are thinking. But I think the I don't think that's a, a I don't think those markets uh, are uh, the same. I don't think it's the same market for the iPad and the laptop. I just don't. People have both, or they have one. They you know they don't have. It's not like they're competing with each other. I don't think. Mm -hmm. And if and their laptops have to compete with other laptops, not with the iPad. And they should be looking what other laptop manufacturers are doing. I wouldn't buy an Apple uh, laptop with no touch screen now in the, in 2024. It's crazy. Mm. So why aren't they doing it? Because maybe they, they're locked into a provider for the screens. I, I mean, there could be a lot of different reasons. They yeah. get them so cheap. Who knows? Mm. Well, AMD, which I'm short on, uh, short on for the game. Yeah, Earnings came up. in okay, but guidance was disappointing. Guidance was lower than anticipated, which is kind of interesting. The stock was down 4% on the news and then started to climb. Uh, yeah, it's way up now. Yeah, now the new, the new narrative is uh, that AMD is going to be working on personal computer chips to perform AI functions. All of a sudden. Oh, please. What sudden, is that got, supposed to mean? We got, we got this now. We got chips that are going to do AI things that are somehow going to happen because we don't on the PC itself, yeah. you don't yeah. want need to go into the cloud. Correct. Of course, they don't have sure. a product yet. That's going to work. Yeah, it's discussing it. And the stock. Let's see. Actually, I'm up on that. It was stock was down the three and a half percent today. Since I shorted for the game, it's up five and a half percent. Yes, in the short side. Uh huh. Yeah, that's good. Eli Lilly earnings came out. Wouldn't you guess they blew it out? Third quarter, the no, fourth quarter adjusted revenue and earnings topped expectations on strong launch of its new weight drug Zepbound and a higher price what? for its blockbuster diabetes drug Majoro. Manjordo. Manjaro. Manjaro, that's it. Manjaro. Manjaro, it's like munchy. It's like it's like Italian word for munching and not munching on food or something. Yeah. Earnings per share, $2.40. 49 cents uh, that came in versus 222 expected. $9.35 billion versus $8.93 billion expected. Stock hit another all-time high today, $741 before reversing sharply and closing near 700 I put this chart next to an NVIDIA chart. This stock is up seven times. 700%, right? Sevenfold. Yeah, since yeah. the last, whatever, five or six years, NVIDIA is up 10 times, which is respectable. There's no, but I mean, we're talking two different areas. Pretty amazing, the runs of these stocks. Yeah, I'd say it'd be nice to be in both of them at mm -hmm. the beginning. And one of the other stocks, the company name was Novo Nordisk. One of the problems with all this is, is that whether it's 
Wagovi, Ozempic, whether it's uh, Majoro, Manjaro, Manjaro, uh, <laughs> Semagluptide, wh- whatever the particular brand or whatever it is, the injectable weight loss medications have having a hard time getting them uh, produced. So to uh, yesterday, Novo Nordisk's parent company said that it will cro- acquire drug manufacturer Catalent in a $16 billion deal that could help boost the supply of the highly popular weight loss injection Wagovi and diabetes shot Ozempic. Same thing. It's called different names. Catalent, you may not know who they are. I happen to know them very well. Uh, a friend of mine works there. Uh, Catalent is the main supplier of fill finish work, which involves filling and packaging syringes and injection pens. Pretty much everything you, every shot that came out for COVID from um, not Pfizer, Moderna. Moderna, Moderna, that was theirs. You've ever taken a, have you ever taken a gel cap? Catalent made gel it. Gel cap? Yep, gel cap, you know. Uh, yeah, I've taken it. Obviously, you know, they come in all forms. They get Tylenol comes in a gel uh-huh, cap. Uh-huh. Vitamins come in a gel cap. They made it. Catalan made it. So They're the kings of the gel cap? Yep, they have the, the patent on it. Huh. So a lot of companies would do like, I don't want to call private labeling, but like a, you know, you'd have a factory set up and they would come in and Catalan would do the production for you. Anyway, they've been bought, which is kind of cool. So uh, $16.5 billion deal. Chevron says fourth quarter profit fell sharply. Okay, that's exciting. Not really. Um, the oil major returned $26 billion to investors by paying out $11 billion in dividends and buying back $14 billion in shares last year. Pretty interesting. UPS earnings, they st- uh, terrible, terrible. Company uh, stock tumbled after the courier posted fourth quarter sales. Of course, it was up 5% today. But uh, the, it did uh, get hit pretty bad. Shares fell about 7.5% um, after it had a 9.5% drop in annual sales. UPS forecast a 2024 upswing of 1%. Soft demand in Europe. Hmm. Wow. Michigan, U.S. Uh, uh, sentiment is increasing, which is kind of interesting. We saw that uh, we got a 69 reading for December. And the increase reflected improved view of inflation and personal income, which is pretty good if we think about uh, consumer activity and spending, which is a big thing. One of my favorite stories of the week. It's two of them. Both involve big banks, actually. One, Brian Monahan. He's the CEO of uh, Bank America. His, uh, yeah. his, his, uh, you need to feel bad for him, but you got to really respect the guy for taking a major cut like this to really help the bank along. He, uh, his total compensation as the CEO of Bank America declined 3%. Oh, no. To $29 million for 2023. Oh, poor guy. How's he going to survive? You. you know? You got to get food stamps. The board granted Moynihan $1.5 million in salary and $27.5 million in stock-based incentive awards, even though... The profit fell, and the firm's shares performed the worst among its its biggest rivals. Yeah, well, that's that's the reason enough to give him more money. His two years in a row last year, his compensation was cut six point three percent to thirty million after earnings tumbled and the shares sank. Can you imagine just firing him and and starting over with somebody that can maybe boost the company? What would happen if he actually 
did a little bit better. I guess fifty million. Oh, who knows? Yeah. He'd quit and go work for Citibank. Ah. My other favorite story. We have to say goodbye to Mike Wilson. Now, who's Mike Wilson, you may ask? You know Mike Wilson. He's the Morgan Stanley guy that's been on TV all over the place in writings and articles. He has been like negative, negative, negative. He's the U.S. strategist for Morgan Stanley. And uh, I guess it's been about two years. He said probably that he could have stayed there if he hadn't gone on CNBC one too many times. He's been he's been all over this whole, you know, that things aren't what they seem and earnings aren't going to play out and all the things that you would look at if it was a real downside situation. You know, inflation is going to kill everything. He was right for a little while and 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 that's good. But he said Everybody uh, is. everybody's right for a little while. Yeah. That's the great thing about it. He's stepping down from his role as chair of the firm's Global Investment Committee. The Wall Street Giants' top, 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 top-rated U.S. equity strategist will step off the GIC, the Global Investment Committee, to focus on serving his key institutional clients where the demand for generational, for generating tactical alpha is intensifying. So they made it look like... What's tactical alpha? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's, it's made up crap to say that they want the institutional clients want him to work directly to find ways of making money that isn't just from indexing, finding areas that will outperform and grant what's called alpha is performance above and beyond the base rate of a stock's return. So if a stock market does 6%, alpha is maybe you find something that gave you 9%. In other words, this is the equivalent of he's stepping down for personal reasons. He's stepping down to pursue Spend more time with the family. Yes, <laughs> exactly. So they basically said, thank you, Mike, for your work. You suck. Goodbye. Been wrong for years now. Goodbye. We can't take it anymore. Yeah, it's, it's over. So uh, we'll, we'll figure out a way. We'll get the PR team and them on the grind and work it on something that sounds good and doesn't embarrass you. And We're stay not gonna, off the television. And nobody's going to make you stand in front of your clients and apologize like Zuck did. Don't worry about it. But it's it's been fun. Thank you. <laughs> Seriously. Pretty unbelievable. But it's all about AI. Market euphoria. AI, AI, AI. Let's take a look at You want to take a, uh, you want to go over to the game? Yeah, it's about time. Okay. This is a game that we play. It's not a solicitation to buy or sell any security. It's not a recommendation of any kind. Nothing on the show should be considered investment advice or a recommendation. If you choose to invest in any of the stocks mentioned, you should know that it may carry risk, along with the risk of a loss of principal. You should also seek out professional financial advice for your particular situation. We assume no risk as these are not to be considered recommendations. Horowitz, a company, myself, or John C. Dvorak may invest in any of the securities mentioned, and we'll disclose that on the website under the weekly stock picks section. You can go to dhunplugged.com and see all the names we discussed in the segment, along with the performance information from the date discussed, as well as any additional important disclosures. Exciting. What a great announcer. Well, we got some green creeping in where it belongs down at the bottom. Look at the top. The top's all green. Look at Amazon was we picked that uh, back in 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 October of 2023. Amazon is up 34%. I'm not just saying that because it's my pick. I'm just saying that's pretty unbelievable. You're saying it because it's your pick. No, not really. 
I would say toast because it's my pick. That's up 28%. I'll go there. But Amazon, I'm well, talking about something different. That was a good pick. Yeah. I'm talking about Amazon a little differently. What do you got? You got you got Disney. You got Disney long, 6.7%. Yeah, that's kind of a surprise. Announced a new sports They're doing deal everything with Fox. they can not to make money. Yeah, no kidding. Um, what else do we got? China's still down. Fresh Pet Short is is up. Well, the, the stock is up, so the short is down. Alpha Protect, that was just a silly thing. Boeing Short, even with doors flying off and bolts going to get in the wrong place and people not buying and the United saying, the hell, maybe we're going to go over and look at, at other alternatives. You heard, you heard today's press announcement, right? Yeah, the, there was bolts missing from the door that flew there off. There were no, no bolts. <laughs> this wasn't even bolted in. It was oh, just was sitting in there. Oh, that's bad. Wow. That could have been terrible. I mean, they, they, they got away with that pretty well without really any injuries or problems. Maybe mental anguish. Well, it was still in the, in the, in the ascent pattern, so everyone was buckled in, so that's a plus. So you're not going to go flying out if you're buckled in unless the whole seat row goes out. But so you're buckled in, I guess, the 16,000 feet. And it didn't take that much. They're always, they always saying, well, what was happening? It was at 35,000 feet. No, because there were no bolts in the door. Yeah. It's a, it's a miracle the thing didn't blow out at 10,000 feet. As soon as they started pressurizing, boom, out goes the door. Well, that was the it other wasn't thing. wasn't bolted in. That was the other thing. The, the, there wasn't a great suction that was created because I think they weren't at an altitude that would have created that lack of equilibrium between this outside and inside. Right. It was just, a, it, was, it was still a lack of equilibrium, but it wasn't major. Right. It didn't take much because the door wasn't bolted. It was just loose. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. Crazy. But we have uh, Apple on here. We have Boeing on here. Short, short, AMD short. Um, we have the Geo Group, which is down 4.5%, which is interesting. That's a uh, get more prisons move. I'm adding, I would probably add a stock here, but I'm just broad basing this just to keep it as a placeholder to a degree. I'm yeah. adding, once again, the KRE, which is the SP, uh, the Spider, SP Regional Banking, thinking yeah. as a short that maybe short there's that. some more issues, another, sh another shoe, another shoe. Okay, well, I'm going to go long New York community then. Oh, really? Wow. As a dead cat bounce, no, let me just or whatever they call it, dead cat bounce. Let me. Just... And I think I want to add another Chinese stock. I want to add Neo, the, the yep. electric car maker. Electric car maker. Those are both longs. N I O. Uh, let me do a copy here. Uh, it's probably a, something. I don't know what the symbol is with the. It's probably an ADR and what Neo. Neo is symbols Neo. Okay, that was good. So you're at uh, New York Community Bank Corp closed at $4.20 or 420 as we say, with the fancy stuff. By the way, did you hear of all the drugs and stuff about Musk? What is going on? Well, what? That's a, now the board is saying that they felt forced, compelled to take all sorts of illegal drugs because otherwise they may not stay in the good graces of uh, Musk. Oh, I have not heard any of this. Oh, yeah. The drug stuff is really... Now, companies... Major companies are downgrading them on concerns oh, this about sounds like governance. Just a, just, this sounds like a scam, some sort of a, a smear a campaign. Smear. They're really uh, going after Musk ever since he turned a Republican. And ever since he bought Twitter. Yeah, well, that's part of the problem. New York Community Bank is dead cat bounce. We'll call DCB. And NEO is what reason? 
Up 12% today, by the way. Up 12%? percent mm -hmm. All the Chinese names went crazy today. Okay, well, it's just a uh, momentum. Momo. Hey, Momo. So you want to hear a really cool story in closing? Yeah. So on last Friday, I was invited to a, a an event. It was the state of Broward County. It was his breakfast. And uh, there's like a thousand people there. Okay. Um, and there was a discussion about Broward County comparative to other counties in Florida and, you know, revenue and population and everything about that, right? Where things are going, where they're coming from and all. Then they invited a, a, a keynote speaker up. Guy named Will Gadara. Who is Will Gadara? Will Gadara is a guy who is a restaurateur, restaurant uh, gent, who actually took a restaurant in New York from a average brasserie, if you will, to the number one restaurant in the world. His name is Will Gadara. It's Eleven Madison. You've heard of that restaurant? I've been to Eleven Madison. Okay, so you know, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. They've actually gone I don't know through that's this. That's the number one restaurant in the world, yeah, but number okay. One, number one, three uh, James Beard Awards, three, um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Michelin three, stars. Three, three Michelin stars. <clears throat> and uh, told the story of how he got there and what happened. One of the fascinating things they did, if anybody's watched some of these shows like The Bear, they did things more to make people happy, to make people remember they'd been there. For example, there was a couple there that foodies and they were traveling around and the waiter overheard that they were there and they had the most wonderful weekend. They're leaving tomorrow. Oh my gosh, of all the food we had, the one thing we never had and we've never had is a New York City hot dog. Well, he hears this. He runs out to a cart, grabs a couple of hot dogs, comes back to the kitchen, goes to the three sharp Michelin chef and says, I want to serve this. And like, are you kidding? Long story short, serves it, makes the night of these people. Stories like this go on and on and on. So, so, so let me get this straight. So these people are in New York. Yes. To go to this restaurant. Yes. And they're in New York yes. where those, those hot dog carts are everywhere. Yeah. You can't go three blocks without running into one. Yeah. And they couldn't bring themselves to just buy a damn New York hot dog right there on the spot at the cart and eat it there like everybody, normal people do. They had to go in the restaurant and moan about it and be overheard by an eavesdropping waiter who then took care of their, their need for this hot dog. This is a bogus story. You deflated the whole thing. You killed it. <laughs> it was such, it was, even if we want to call, listen, if it never happened or it did happen, okay, Whatever. The, 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 the book he wrote was, uh, it's called Unreasonable Hospitality. And he, he gave all sorts of other examples of things he did. But yes, one of the things you have to realize is you go there, they are obviously eavesdropping and listening to your conversations. That is a little weird. I'll give you that. Yeah, I don't like it. Yeah. So all sorts of things. You know, people are like, oh, um, I can't eat this, but I can't take it. They have all these special if they hear that you're going on a plane, a special plane pack to go and just all sorts of things. They've done things like I've heard that a I don't even know, just you may kill this too, but there was like a German family or family there that never saw snow before. And they were looking outside the window with their kids at the wonder of the snow. They call, they get four sleds delivered in a van, take the people after dinner, whisk them away to Central Park to sled the night away. Just telling you. Over the top. Yeah. Crazy. The book is called yeah. Unreasonable Hospitality. Now, 
here's where it gets interesting. I was very much, I, I thought it was cool. I, I thought his delivery was like a TED Talk. It was very polished, by the way. And, and I thought it was a very great way of looking at service, and it was very inspiring and all that. Well, fast forward till Monday. I'm in the airport. I happen to be early morning. I had a little while to, to, to kill before my plane, and I'm wandering through this store, and I see the book on the bottom shelf under the bestsellers, and I take a look, and I grab the book. I open the book. He signed that book while he was in the airport on Friday. He put the date, and he signed it, and he just put it back on the shelf. How weird is that? Uh, well, which reminds me of a story. It is weird. But I like to go into, if I have a chance, I'm in somebody's library, for example, I'll pull out a book and sign the author's name to it. Oh, gosh. With a... You just uh, killed this also. <laughs> Although, although I know it was him because it was the same date that he was in town. I know that for a fact. Okay. But typically, you, you, you this is a good gag for anybody out there. You, you, nobody's around. You got see this guy, and you find a book that's by, by a contemporary author. You pull the book out, and you sign the name of the author on the book, on the, on the title page usually. And, uh, and you write a, a little thing like, Best gay experience oh. I've ever had. Oh, you're a terrible man. You're a terrible man. <laughs> and then sign it and just put it back. Very nice. Well, on that, we're going to say goodbye. Okay, I'll talk to you next Tuesday. All right, thanks. Bye. You've been listening in on a conversation with John C. Dvorak and Andrew Horowitz. Hope to be with you again soon. Bye-bye. Now, I'm not broke, but badly bent. I'm not down to my last cent, because I got a dollar, but it's my last dollar bill. <laughs> yes, sir. In my pockets, there's a dent. All my dough is nearly spent, but I got a dollar, and it's my last dollar bill. Oh, I'd love just one more buck fortune left me by chance. Now, here's a hint. I feel like a man. You can hardly tell by a glance. I don't care. No millionaire can give me the ice stack. Because I got a dollar. My last dollar bill. Horowitz Company, Inc. is registered as an investment advisor with the state of Florida and conducts business in other states where it is properly registered or is excluded from registration requirements. Registration does not imply any level of skill or training.